Welcome to Dog Training Disrupted by Upward Dogology, where I retrain your brain and introduce you to the world of cognitive behavioral therapy for dogs over the age of six months. I had a hard time getting through this episode without crying. I'm beyond words when it comes to my guest today. Dr. Kuhu Roy and her ma, Hansa Roy, a geoscientist, are a mother-daughter team in India who are changing the dynamics of the street dog culture globally. For three decades, they have devoted their time and energy and donated their funds to spay, neuter, and care for the community animals they consider to be a part of their family. They're not a charity, so no, they're not asking for donations, and they are not government-funded. They are a force all unto their own. And I am honored to help spread awareness of their two initiatives that improve the mental and physical health of animals and the people who are devoted to them. What are these initiatives? Stay tuned as I introduce you to my dear friend, Kuhu. Hello, I'm Billy Grimm, your host and canine cognitive behavioral therapy expert for three decades. And I am so happy to have with me Kuhu Roy. How are you, Kuhu? Hi, Billy. I'm doing very good. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm really good. It's so nice to see you. Always nice to talk to you and to keep in touch. I'm just so glad that we've nurtured this friendship and Wow, I'm just so impressed with what you do. So I want to hop right into it and share it with the listeners. The first thing I'd like to talk about is the fact that it's really just you and your ma and you do a lot, a lot. So can can you give us an idea, paint a picture as to what you would do in a day and how far you would travel and how many dogs? We are a mother-daughter team. Uh, right. so traveling is about for about 50 square kilometers. And some 200 dogs, they are fed every single day, one nutritious meal. And all of them are sterilized and vaccinated against rabies, which is the first and foremost responsibility for us, not only as animal lovers, but also as responsible citizens to believe right. in Spain neuter. Because we are staunch believers of that. And all of them, their medical needs are looked after and they are looked after for their entire lifetime till their last breath. It's a lifelong human-animal bond. That is just... So they're in communities and you go there in the communities and they know that you're going to show up. Absolutely. So they await, especially my mother... Every day in the morning when they know that, you know, regardless of the weather conditions, she's going to turn up, give them the love they deserve. And all of them have a name, an identity, which they can relate themselves with. And they get all the love, the respect that they are actually worthy of. In addition to that, Billy, we also have rescued stray dogs at our home. I shouldn't be calling them stray now. They are pets. So we have all types of dogs, you know. We have three-legged dogs, we have accident victims, we have hospice dogs, we have cancer-afflicted dogs, we have blind dogs. So one, if you know one might listen, it might sound as some kind of a disability or or a disformity, but the fact is they all actually gifted souls who have made a home so very beautiful. And that is so true. They, They really don't know that they have these 
disabilities unless they're sore or in pain, in which case you take them to the veterinarian and, and get that all. But once they're all set and they're in your home or even on the street, they just they just go about their business and they're they're loving and they're they're so wonderful. So that's interesting that you I know personally that you don't view the dogs on the street any differently than the ones in your home. They're all your family. Absolutely. And maybe that is a reason why we came up with Bridging Rainbows, a mental health initiative that we'll be talking about very, very soon. Because we believe that, you know, a stray is as much worthy of love and care, just like a homed animal is. So in my opinion, using the term stray or a pet is actually a little unjust. We should be using homed animals versus the unhomed animals. Because even they are as much worthy of a home, just that maybe they just don't get that chance. And they may consider the community their home and they know that you or especially your ma is coming every day and that is their home and that's how they, that's how they see it. Absolutely. I second that. Yay. That's wonderful. So yeah, we will, we'll touch on bridging rainbows in a little bit, but I want to talk about this campaign because it's, it affects everybody globally. It's called give animals a break. Do you want to, I'll just let you take it away. Oh, sure. So this is how it started because time and again, we have been looking after stray dogs for close to 17 years now. So what happens that, you know, one fine day you're meeting them, they're all fine. The very next day you either find their body mutilated or maybe they are, they are not even there. They've been taken away for burial. So it, it is most of the dogs that we have lost are due to road hits. So we okay. decided that there has to be something has to be done to sensitize the community that if somebody applies a timely break, there's a likely probability that a life might be saved. Yes. Yes. It's just a and, matter of slowing down and being aware and conscientious when you're driving the same as if it were a child. Absolutely. So that was only with regard to the stray dogs, but we also realized that there are so many wildlife that gets actually impacted because of vehicle collisions. So something needs to be done about the wildlife as well. So that is why we decided that th there has to be a global traffic awareness campaign called as Give Animals a Break, so that it takes into consideration all the possible animals and the lives that can be saved. It can even be a squirrel, it can be a cat, it can be a dog, it can be any wildlife animal. The fact that- And in Canada, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say in Pardon? Canada, we also have moose. <laughs> that cross, we have moose crossing. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a very big animal. If our car hits a moose, it's, right. it's probably both sides are going to suffer. But it really depends where I was going with this is where the, the people live as to what, you know, animals are in their own environment. So it really is global because every, every community everywhere has, a mutual responsibility to to be aware of and care for all the animals in, in their area. I second that, Billy. And that is why I have a request to all the kind souls who are listening to your podcast at this point. If they want to come forward, collaborate, take forward the message to give animals a break in their own local areas, maybe reach out to schools, reach out to different communities. So that, because this is basically a universal message, just like you pointed out at the beginning. So it should, it should reach as many people as possible 
so that you know it basically becomes like a conscience prodding exercise wherein one is actually made to think oh yes this is something i need to actually do maybe this is something that we just forgot in the haste that we are in and one little small step of kindness from our end can actually help save so many lives including our own kuhu i love that about the schools because even though a lot of children in schools don't drive i mean at their higher uh depending on the school system and and what country but they are in cars a lot and they're in cars with their parents and their brothers and their sisters and and who's ever driving them and if they're learning that at school you know to hear that from your child when you're driving you know mom you should probably slow down because there's animals and we don't want to kill them that's impactful very impactful because in my opinion the ideal age to instill compassion is right from childhood yes because when you're raised kind and compassionate there's a likely probability that you'll be spreading more kindness creating more like-minded individuals like your own so yes i absolutely agree schools is something that we all need to target any country any city they are most welcome to join and take forward the campaign and and also just to get back to what you do in the communities i mean those children see see these dogs love you and see these dogs you know welcome you and expect you to come and to to take care of them and to spay and neuter and and everything else that you do so the children are seeing this in the community they're growing up seeing this and and that's got to have a really good positive effect as well absolutely because that is the point wherein they realize there's a very close association in my opinion between children and animals because both are very innocent yeah they are they so are is, so innocent so there's a certain wavelength that matches between the two so when you raise a child with a dog or any other animal companion so i guess it is the nurturing of the most beautiful kind of bond it is they're so trusting and they want to bond they want to have love and give love it's so wonderful so i want to move forward to talk about bridging rainbows we touched on it it is a it's beautiful it is just a, something so unique because it I, i mean all people get um just emotionally devastated and really you sort of walk in circles i think anyone who's had a, a pet that passes that they've had anywhere from a day to a lifetime of that pet well obviously it's a lifetime of that pet but the full lifetime um however long it it affects us all but what's interesting about bridging rainbows is again you're acknowledging that bond between the animals in the community and the community members and what we were just talking about with the children might notice that that dog's no longer there so really everything combines but bridging rainbows is specifically to provide emotional support is it and can you tell us a bit more about that probably i would like to get back to how it actually came into existence so it was building up it happened way back in 2013 when i lost a 8 year dog of mine her name was jukjuk so we used to attend the classes together and so when i earned my gold medal at the bachelor's level i shared it with her because we would attend classes we even gave exams together when she left 
at eight and a half, in my opinion, it was way too early. It left me very devastated. So I just closed myself at that point. I had not realized that, you know, I was actually slipping into depression. But eventually, family and friends were very supportive. So I moved ahead. Then there was one dog called Adam. I was not able to help him. That just impacted me really very badly. So there are deaths that happened. Then there was a dog named as Georgina. We had her at home. She was a nurse dog. And I would also say that she was like a second mother to me. Mm. When she left, by that time, I realized that now I'm going to need help. So I went out seeking help. And sadly, I found that there is actually no one or maybe rare few who are going to help people like us. Yes, it's very true that, you know, you have supportive friends, you have a supportive family. But it makes a lot of difference when your grief has a certain amount of social validation, which actually is lacking when it comes to losing an animal companion. Mm-hmm. Then it was also been building up in terms of the fact that there are so many stray dogs who go missing. One really doesn't know what happens to them, whether they end up, you know, in a laboratory or whether they end up in a dog meat trade. So, you know, it leaves us very devastated because we don't know what their fate is. Those who die, there is at least some kind of a closure. For those who are missing, we actually don't know what happened to them. Then the final nail in the coffin was Butter's death. She was our pillar of emotional strength. She was the first child, I mean dog, you, you'll call her a dog, but for us, yeah. she was a child. When she came home, so we have been through a very rough patch because, you know, when you are working in the community, there's very less amount of cooperation that you get, especially when you're executing spay and neuter at the community level. So there were repeated instances of harassment, social boycotts, public defamations. But me and my mom, we survived entirely because of Butter, because she was there to back us up. When we lost Butter, unfortunately, our grief got even more compounded because we lost her to medical negligence. So I was in a very bad shape. My parents were in a bad shape, but actually, so uh, they actually left their grief aside because they, they were watching me sink. So I realized that there's nothing. Yes, I had the support of my family. I had the support of my friends. But it is the wearer of the shoes who knows where it pinches the most. So I was in deep trouble. I realized that there has to be something in place for people like us. I was very vocal about my struggle after losing butter. There are so many others who suffer in silence. I did not want them to be in my place ever. So that is the reason why we ended up creating Bridge and Rainbows to celebrate Butter forever. And not only Butter, if you have a look at our website, we are celebrating every animal possible to immortalize them because the human-animal bond is actually timeless in nature. It does not end with death. So we have support group meetings. We have a section on formed remembrance. We have something called a shine your light, wherein you can you know share your inspirational story. So basically, Bridging Rainbows was born out of our grief. I mean, it's that's quite, I really don't know how to put it. But I am happy, you know, when I look at Butter's picture, I tell her, it's because of you that Bridging Rainbows is able to help so many people who actually need this kind of a support. Yes, I, I am. Oh, I think so many people listening to this can just really relate to how important that is to be able to hold that memory and and they always feel like they're there i i know the listeners can't see but you can see in the background that's the ashes of many not all obviously but many of the dogs i've had and that's right there and always 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 with me they always are pictures are everywhere and it is very 
it can be very emotionally challenging. So especially with, um, well, especially with everybody, but there's also rescuers, you know, rescuers and, yeah, you know, th that's become so popular and people want to do that, but they, they feel as though, you know, it'd be hard to take the older dogs and the older dogs are so special. And uh, anyone who takes the older dogs, as you and I both know, um, you're probably going to go through more passing of those dogs and uh, it can be so difficult. So to have that support is so wonderful. I, I, yeah, that it, I love all your campaigns and everything that you do. Um, now, obviously, the, the links are in the show notes. Can you uh, give the, you mentioned the website address. Can you just let us know what that is? Yes, it's www.bridgingrainbows.com. We would like, I mean, we are welcoming all visitors from all over the world to share their stories, inspire others, remember their children. By children, I mean the animal companions they have had, whether they were with them at home or whether they were there on the streets. Please come forward, share your stories. Let us strengthen the human-animal bond by sharing that, you know, how deeply we love them, even though they are gone. And the blog section actually celebrates them while they are still there. So there is scope to, rem to remember and to, you know, share the lively moments with them at every possible juncture. So we welcome everyone to please come forward, become a part of Bridging Rainbows. It's made for all of us. Oh, you're such a beautiful person. You are... And your ma, you're both such beautiful people. And I'm so honored to be a part of your, your missions and, and just to work together to spread awareness on so many important issues. There's just so many important issues. And I know that India can be a, a tough, one of them, the many places that are tough in that culture, um, the dog culture, the community and the, the street dogs. So always there for you. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to say before that, before we, we go, you're welcome Kuhu, to say anything. Yes, Billy, I have a couple of things to share. One, we need, we need to make you know that you are a gym. You should be knowing that. Okay. You're a lovely soul. You're a beautiful soul. You help connected like-minded people. So you're gifted. You're giving dogs, you know, a second chance. So just, I told you before you're blessed and believe me, we are, we feel as lucky that we have you in our life. You're sitting miles away from us, but we feel because we share the same kind of thought process, we feel so connected. So I'm grateful to God that, you know, oh, that, I, that, that, my that means a lot. You. It means, means a lot, lot to us. Another gem like you is my friend called Gitanjali Rao, who every time, you know, hops in, I ask her for a little favor wherein she makes the illustrations for me. If you have a look at the logo of Bridging Rainbows and Give Animals a Break, she designed it for us pro bono because she feels for the cause as much. Yeah, she's a beautiful person and I know how much she does for you. And that is such an, a, yeah, it, to have somebody to support like that who has those techie skills and artistic skills, which not everybody has. So that's that's wonderful. And those um, logos, there are uh, links to those I will have in my show notes as well. Yeah, they are really really great and feel free to to share those um or to get a hold of kuhu and she can send you some or you can get them right off of my site and you can share those to the uh so anyone listening they're wonderful so thank you so much kuhu 
Thank you very much, Billy. And I have one more small request to all the viewers who will be listening to the podcast. Thank you very much for your time. And very importantly, please ensure that you spay neuter all the street animals you care for. It is something which is an issue which is very close to our heart, which is as close to Billy's heart. Yes. So if you feel I love that, doing the spay and neuter clinics. And that's a good point, actually, to touch on this just one is um if if you don't take in a dog yourself or you don't, but you do care for it for them, volunteering at these spay and neuter clinics is so appreciated. You, you know, you don't. You don't have to be like me where you end up bringing them home with you and everything. You don't have to bring them into your home. Uh, you can just volunteer at these clinics. I mean, I think COVID has changed the the uh, platform of some of those, but they're still happening. And and anywhere in the world that does these spay and neuter clinics and you happen to go there, please, please participate. It's so helpful. And to my crowd. And my crowd to in India, please ensure that you engage in the animal birth control program. Please ensure that you spay and neuter because when you spay and neuter, you're containing their numbers humanly. Yes. You're maintaining a check on rabies and automatically you're reducing the instances of man-animal conflict and you're building up on man-animal harmony actually. Spay and neuter is a solution. It is. It's a solution for many, prob- or for many, many problems. Uh, and I think yeah, it's an interesting mindset on the spay and neuter because I, I I would like to think majority of people, or at least in my area, are pro spay and neuter. I know most of my clients are, and it's it's become so much more. It, it's funny because you know I don't know if you know Bob Barker, but probably a lot of my listeners and he was promoting spay and neuter decades ago on his television show, The Price is Right. You know, as a little girl, I remember sitting there and he'd say, always remember to spay and neuter your pet. And yet it's still something that we have to constantly ask people to do and to be aware of and and to to help out with and to do that because it's so important. So thank you, Kuhu, for sharing that. Thank you very much, Billy, for your time. Thank you very much for having me as your podcast guest. It really means a lot to me and my mom. And to all our children. And uh, yes, and everybody. Yes, your big extended family. Thank you so much for all you do. Take care, Kuhu. Take care, Billy. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that chat as much as I did. As you heard, Kuhu and her ma, Hansa, are inspired by the dogs and mostly by butter. As with many people I know, Pets inspire us to be better people and to fight for what we believe in. Although Chance has always been my soulmate, all the dogs I've had the opportunity to work with are the reason I can help other dogs and people. They taught me what I know. I owe it to the dogs to share upper dogology. I regularly talk about the challenges in doing this because of the ego and the greed and the need to be like-minded that encompasses the industry and the misinformation or just simply lack of information provided to trainers. Canine CBT is actually changing the narrative of dog training and dog rescue. I have collaborated with many people and organizations who have products or services or areas of expertise that are as disruptive, effective, and necessary as upward dogology. The people are dedicated, motivated professionals who, when we collaborate, we have the ability to make changes, and we're doing that. To stay tuned on upcoming summits, events, progress, and advancements, Please follow Upward Dogology on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
If you are on LinkedIn, I would love to connect with you. My account is Billy Groom. A big thanks to the musician's Open Strum, who combines his musical talent with his passion for animal welfare. And to Brian John Harwood, a Canadian musician, the song clip you're about to hear was inspired by his dog. Enjoy your learning journey. Yeah, I wish I could hear what you're thinking. You can't say the words, but buddy, I'm listening. Just know that I'll never stay mad. You're still my good boy.